Okay. Which <laughs> <laughs> gal news? <laughs> this is going to be a much better way to spend my day right now than how Good. it's been. <laughs> Good. I'm sorry. I was like, it's funny too because before we hit record, I was like, I was like, oh, it's it's Friday. Like we're recording today. It's a good day. Um, today is Jack's birthday, by the way. He's thirteen. Aww, Jack, my little old man dog. Um, he he's thirteen today. And then you texted me because you saw it first, actually. Oh um, yes, Aisha's, I did. Aisha's tweet. I saw it after like thirteen minutes. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You did she good. Said loading, and I was like, <gasps> which it's funny because almost exactly two years ago, today's the 28th, tomorrow's the 29th. Tomorrow is exactly two years from when she posted loading. Literally, for who would remember Central. that, Kristen? Oh my gosh. I, Me. I couldn't tell you what I did last week. And that's. that's well, insane. I can't, I can't necessarily. We've discussed this. I can remember I know, really ridiculous details from a never, long time ago. <laughs> it never ceases to amaze me because my memory is so terrible. <laughs> well, I, I was kind of wondering if she did it on purpose, like. Oh, but, maybe. But it, but it wasn't because it's a day apart. Like tomorrow is two mm-hmm. years since she tweeted loading, and then. But it was just it was a photo of you know just the word volume one um, yes or one volume actually and um this was just a little pink emoji with a yellow mm-hmm. bow on it but we know what that means it means something is coming <laughs> we do so and then course. it's almost february and demet's movie is gonna be out and on i'm the so excited yes. about that Ugh. and it's on netflix which means we get legitimate subs yeah like completely above board like Mm -hmm. (laughs) as long as you have a netflix membership you're completely and fully legally watching the movie yeah um amazing i'm so excited for that i think we're gonna try to organize i don't know if it'll be a first watch for everyone because it probably won't happen the day it premieres but i was thinking maybe like on the 13th for like galentine's day like do like a tele Teleparty like group watch with the Facebook group. That's a really good idea for whoever wants to for, watch. I love with us. that for Valentine's Day too. Yeah, that's, that's what I was thinking. It'd be fun. So like, even if we, even if a bunch of us watch it like the day it drops, because let's be real, I plan to do that. Um, it'll still be fun to do like a rewatch and have like a chat box mm-hmm. open and all that to be able to watch it with everybody. So yeah, I love I'm that. super excited about that. Um, yeah, and then um. There was something else I was going to tell you. I don't – oh, well, it's not that big of a deal. But I was brewing co- I was brewing this coffee. I mm-hmm. made an iced coffee before we started recording. And I made it with my Nespresso machine. And, <laughs> and the Nespresso machines, for those of you who don't have them or have never used one, they're lovely because when you're done, it disposes of the pod for you. It has like a little pod mm-hmm. storage. I emptied mine this morning. And I was like, oh, there's grounds in it. Let me rinse it out. So I like rinsed it out and put it in my dish drainer. Okay. And then I made my coffee just now. Oh. And, and guess what was not attached to the back of it? So where did your pod go? Oh, it's it splattered grounds up my wall. Because, you know, there's little oh. holes in it after it's brewed it. So there's, yeah. I got the grounds, wa- grounds wiped. Wiped? Wow, that was weird. <laughs> I think I was trying to say wiped, but... I got the grounds wiped. Did you mix grounds and wipe? I think so. Okay. I think, 
So I got those wiped down no problem, but okay. I have a giant coffee bar, you guys. It's not just like yeah. a little table that you can like slide out or a desk. Right. So it it's fell huge. right down the back of it. So there's oh, probably that's there's the worst. So there's probably coffee grounds all down the wall in that area that I can't see, and then just the pod is now on the ground between. The that's when it's the like, wall. well, I give up. I'll, I, I'll clean that in a I, year. Yep. I, yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I cleaned what was visible, and I'm like, well, oh well, that's yeah. where it lives now. Yep. Yep. <laughs> you have a new home, pod. There you are. Because I was like, I am not. This thing is such God. a pain to pull out. Yeah, it's 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 hefty. Very heavy. It is a hefty boy. And it's got and it's got three shelves full of my mugs on. Yeah. Like it's yeah. yeah. So anyways, it's and that's you don't want to risk the lives mm, of any of your mugs. So, yeah. So hopefully it's biodegradable and it'll just, you know. Just, there will just be a pile of ashes by the time you move the the coffee bar. Yep, for whatever reason, yeah. Yeah. Um, so anyhow, I was like, all right, so that's how this is going to go the rest of the day. Gosh. Uh, so then when you were like, work's been crazy, it's not, I'm like, oh, okay, well, that sounds right on it's par. It's just been a day. It's been one of those days, I guess. So, oh, well. Oh, well. It is what it is. Hey, listen, we're recording an episode this week, which honestly is impressive. Props to us. Props to us because yeah. I've got um, a lot going on with our family stuff. So Yeah. Um, yeah. But this is also like my like pocket of sanity and fun mm-hmm. in the midst of all that. So I'm like, if like we can make it happen, I'm making it happen. So um yeah. Um before we before we start, um, I did want to point out because I'm actually completely bummed that neither one of us – I know both of us probably had the intention of bringing it up about the episode last week. It's just because we kind of jump all over. It just got missed. Yeah. But when the mirror is being moved into that room in the house and Celine has a flashback of what Demir suggested to do with the mirror to that one oh, client. Oh, Yes. <laughs> And, and she has a moment where she truly considers putting uh-huh, her mirror up on her up ceiling. On her ceiling, <laughs> which is like, you know, scandalous for a DZ. I um, know. So, yeah. And then I think it was actually even someone in the Facebook group commented that. Um, okay. Like, oh, okay. you guys didn't even talk about that. And I was like, oh, I fully believe we had every intention to. It just somehow got hopped over by both of yeah, us. But yeah. Because, you know, little moments like that are very rare and, you know um scarce in dz's mm-hmm. so uh yeah but so i was like okay we have to at least acknowledge it definitely and then um i was gonna ask about what you were reading but you've had a busy week i've had a busy week <laughs> you've been organizing your books because you've moved yes but <laughs> well haven't... and and because of what i've been doing with the house what i've been doing is i've been listening to podcasts and mm. my mm. latest obsession is I Said No Gifts with Bridger Weiniger. Uh-huh. Have you heard of this podcast? Yes, because of, the, because of MFM. They always talk about it. Okay. So, you guys, this podcast is so funny. Now, there are better episodes than others because it's a show where he has a different guest on every episode. Mm-hmm. So the rapport and the jokes might be a little more to your liking depending on who the guest is and okay. that kind of a thing. 
But there's something about Bridger that kills me. He, <laughs> he's got to be our age. Maybe he's a few years younger than us. Okay. But his voice, he, and the way that he speaks, he, it's like you're listening to, <laughs> I can't even describe. He's got this super dry sense of humor. Mm -hmm. And it's almost like you're talking to your, your next door neighbor who is in their mid-50s and they now have this very jaded view of the world and <laughs> everything. It's – there's just – he has this vibe that is so funny to me. Uh -huh. And I I love it so much. So and, – and depending on who his guest is, they're – they're really funny episodes. So that's been my latest thing. I'm kind of going through his whole back catalog. Um, that's what's and... always nice about finding a podcast that's been on for a while. Uh-huh. Because... And it's just funny because the whole thing, it's called I Said No Gifts. Mm -hmm. So every person who comes brings him a gift and then he'll open it on air and he'll confront them about it. <laughs> and, <laughs> and the intro song is just really funny. It's like, how dare you – how do you dare disobey me? I said no gifts. It's just really funny. But so, clearly he like wants them to bring a gift because then that's like part of the – it's like yeah, it's, it's the it's talking the, point. It's, it's the shtick of the okay. of the podcast, okay. yeah, is that it's called I said no gifts. So every person brings him a gift. <laughs> <laughs> I he I think he had – um. oh, man. Now – oh, well. There was someone he had on and there was like a whole Twitter thing about it that like blew up. It was oh. a while ago. Okay. Um, and but now I can't even remember who it was. Okay. I, I want to say a British actor, someone who was in Love Actually. Oh, he had yeah, he had um oh my gosh, what of course right now is when I know. my brain decides well, that I don't know this actress's and name. I know, and her sister passed away a long time ago, so I don't want to say the wrong name. Um Oh, I don't know. Oh my gosh! My <laughs> you're playing. Did it. you hear? Yeah. I I'm looking because hang on. It's oh to see who it was. Yes. Uh, but my my uh phone started playing the episode I was listening to. Oh man. Um, he. Oh come on. It was pretty early. Seven people are probably like screaming at us. I know what and, it was. And who I, listened it's to this Emma podcast. Thompson. Emma Thompson. He had Emma Thompson. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. No, it's not who I was thinking. But yes, you're right. It it's Emma Thompson. That's who it was. But I was picturing a different actress in my head. Okay. No. Okay. I, it was Emma Thompson. Yeah, like that one was was like a super popular episode because I remember seeing stuff about well, yeah. it all over Twitter. Um, but yeah, anyhow, I know when maybe... I saw that, I was like, wow, mm -hmm. he he was able to get a ringer in there yeah seriously um so all right yeah podcast that makes sense because you can just pop those in your ear and yeah, and you and don't I have to pay crazy attention and, like you do for like mm -hmm. an audiobook like an audiobook you still especially if it's a book you haven't read before mm -hmm. like you still have to focus and concentrate a lot yeah right. podcast and it's light you know it's just kind of them bantering it's mm -hmm. a lot of comedians so of course they're all very quick-witted they're funny yeah they'll they'll get on a bit and they'll go they'll just go for it you know and nice. and i like that kind of stuff because yeah. when when it's two funny people just talking it ends up being funny and yeah well and it's, it's easy listening listening yeah yes. exactly. easy listening but enjoyable mm -hmm. um because yeah. yeah well good yeah i 
I mean, I've read this week, but I was mostly just rereading. Okay. I've already, like, I think I've reread more this year already than I reread it all last year. Okay. Um, so I reread Archer's Voice, which is, like, I probably mentioned this book before, maybe, just because it's, like, one of my absolute favorites. So I almost wonder if I've ever brought it up already on the podcast. Yeah, I don't know. <clears throat> but Don't ask me. I have a terrible memory. We've talked well, about this. Well, this is the thing. I know, I can't – as much as – People will say, like, on, on this episode of blah, 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 you said, and I'm like, we did? Oh, gosh. Like, so I'm no, not once good it with... comes out of my mouth as we're recording, uh-huh. don't don't assume I'm ever going to remember a word that I said. And that's honestly... <laughs> that's to our listeners. <laughs> yes, that's honestly me, too, because we have recorded so many stinking episodes. Yep. And even though I edit them too i'm not i'm not re-listening to the whole thing i just right. am hitting certain spots where i know we had like an issue or whatever right so and i can't really listen to them no I, no i can't I, well i'm like i get annoyed at my own voice the, I, I yeah I, do I i get that i i feel like because i've edited so many of them now i'm kind of immune to it i mean i still don't i'll never choose to just be like let me listen to myself drone on and on for two and a half hours. Um, but yeah, I've gotten, I've gotten better, but it doesn't bug me as much, especially like at the beginning where it would just be so cringe. It felt cringy even just talking to each other on microphones, like mm. you and me. Um, so I feel like, yeah, I've gotten a lot better about that, but I, I get that. You just notice all, well, I've told this to you before. Like I hear every single one of my own mouth noises. I, right. Even when other people are like, what are you talking about? I'm like, no, I did it like every other word. And yeah, I get it. Yeah. Um, so anyways, yeah. So that's my book recommendation of the week, you guys. Archer's Voice by Mia Sheridan. I nice. love it. It just had its like eighth book birthday, like release date was yeah, yesterday, day before. Um, so yeah, I love that book to pieces. It's just a sweet small town um, romance and... He's just this like, I don't know. I I just have a thing I love. I mean, you and I both already have talked about like we love, you know, grumpy, growly, mm-hmm. um, you know, hates the whole world except for her heroes. And he's not really that. He's he's for sure more of a beta, but he's like secluded from society because he's got, you know, something's not something's wrong with him, but he's um he's he's mute he can't talk and um and that was the result of an injury as a child and so just he kind of just became like the quote weird outcast you know because people just couldn't um it wasn't easy to communicate with him and the whole situation of how that came about was just really weird and sketchy and so he just sort of kind of got forgotten about and so he just sort of secluded himself too because it was easier than getting stared at and things like that. Right, right. And I've noticed – I've read a handful of like romances like that where the hero is just this kind of like something – he's scarred in some way or another, you know. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's just sort of co- – he's sort of um, alienated himself from the rest of the world. Okay. And then meets that one – woman who mm-hmm. somehow breaks through those little barriers bit by bit and he yeah. lets her in and then his world is expanded and all that I, so that's kind of the the idea of that so if that's something that appeals to you check that book out um but that's it for our book segment this week <laughs> <laughs> um and i think that's it i think that was all of 
my housekeeping. I just want to make sure we touched on the mirror flashback. Oh, and you know what? Yesenia, thank you. She corrected because um, I keep referring to Demir's morning exercise as Tai Chi. and That's that, Chinese though, right? It's Yeah, it's not what he's doing. <laughs> he's doing kata. I don't know if that's oh. that, K-A-T-A. I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, but that is the exercise that he's doing. So Okay. I wanted Which to, would make sense that it would be, because I'm sure that's Japanese. Japanese, yeah. Whereas Tai Chi is Chinese. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so. Exactly. So I was like, I want to make sure we correct that so I don't keep saying the wrong thing. Um, okay. But yeah. So other than that, we can, um, we can start talking about the episode. Were there any, was there like a big standout or stick out moment for you because i feel like we had one of those last week like we both had this thing that like we loved or really stuck out i mean my favorite like are we saying favorite yeah are we starting with that yeah we can start with that because my favorite was boy losing his mind over the red dress (laughs) oh yes bring chai all over the entire table (laughs) that was and basically drooling from his mouth as he's staring at this beautiful woman (laughs) oh that was immensely satisfying and i loved every second of it i completely agree you're right you're absolutely right um and of course because there had to be like some sort of trip and fall where he then has to catch her yes (laughs) yes it's funny because as the scene was unfolding I was just thinking, you know, props to the DZ writers because they really do the most when it comes to mm-hmm. stuff like this. Mm-hmm. There has to be some reason for the heroine to get decked out in a gorgeous ball gown. Mm-hmm. No matter how ridiculous the reason might be, they just are in the writer's room saying, okay, how are we going to get her looking fantastically hot this episode uh-huh. <laughs> is it a party this time <laughs> okay how about the sisters buy her a dress and they force her to try it on in front of them it's just the innovation and the creativity that they come up uh-huh. with to to have the characters go to these lengths <laughs> because i mean realistically you meet a guy okay mm-hmm. you <laughs> You maybe you work with him when it's it would take months, maybe years for him to end up seeing you in anything other than your work outfits or right. casual clothing. Mm-hmm. So it's I just need to give a moment of applause to the DZ writers yes. because they just do the most with with these situations. They do deserve to be commended. I mean. Not only, yeah, not only did the, I've dubbed them the crazy Tezes, um, they <laughs> bought her this dress, which part of me is like, where do you have the money to keep buying these gifts and things? Because they're supposedly broke. You're like broke, right? And that yeah. dress couldn't have been cheap. I mean, maybe they got it on clearance at Windsor or something, but like, I mean, mm-hmm. you know, um, and the, and the amazingness of the dresses are always the right size and fit. I mean, in EK, think about it. Like, he, John has the whole, like, makeup trailer and all that wardrobe trailer waiting uh-huh. for them after that photo shoot. Because he's like, now we have to go to the company party. And I knew we wouldn't have time. So 
there you go. Yeah. Um, there's a dress in there already in your size. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, how many times has he caught her by now, though? So he's probably got her measurements memorized in his big bear paws. But Right, right. Um, which clearly he did because the dress fit her like a glove. Yes. In that episode. Um, same thing with when <laughs> Sarkon buys Edda that dress in the display window. Yes. He's uh-huh. done that twice now. Yep. Um, I mean, even even the fashion show, the, uh, every single girl mm-hmm. just happened to fit into a corresponding gown. Uh-huh. <laughs> so yes, we gotta yeah. Props to them for how they create these moments. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, bravo, Celine. Like you really did the whole thing because, like, if I was just trying on a dress, I'd be wearing my house shoes or slippers with it still. <laughs> Same. But yeah. she's like, let me put on these tall, strappy, matching oh, look, red heels. I happen to have matching heels. <laughs> to go with it so what we can better really way get... to showcase uh-huh. my sexy toned legs? <laughs> Her legs go for days. Yeah, oh my she's gosh. got killer legs. She's got yeah. killer legs. Um, yes, I yes, that is definitely a highlight moment. I think mine was on the kind of on the other end of the spectrum it was still between Celine and Demir mm-hmm. but it's after it's not long after this moment because the crazy Tezes have hired someone to cut the electricity at their house so <laughs> yes. that then Celine and Demir are um forced to light candles and somehow that's going to turn into something romantic because they're still on their whole thing to just mm-hmm. get them to fall in love so that they don't want to argue over the house anymore right and so they keep bringing desserts and treats and presents and all this stuff and mm-hmm. completely avoiding ever talking about the house itself, coming mm-hmm. over under the premise of doing that and – but being able to avoid it altogether. And so yeah. they've got – there's the fire – like the fire going in the backyard. Right? There's a fire going in the backyard. Um, yeah. And so. they're talking – because again, this kind of reminds me of in the first episode when we first met Demir. And I pointed out, like, he, yes, at surface, the things he's saying to each of those employees and what he's requiring of them sounds just like he's a mean, you know, um, boss who doesn't care. Mm -hmm. But he's forcing them to point or to find and, um, and really, like, um, what's the phrase I'm looking for? Like with the whole like no relationship at work, it's like, well, that really was like showing what are you willing to sacrifice for this person you claim to love. Um, right. They have to really think about what their priorities are. And yes. What their goals are. Yeah. Yes. And like how he pushed um, Ida where he was like, you know, this was good that you were at the top of your game and all of the – or that you saved money and you this. But now it's time to be challenging and you need to push the limits. And that wasn't mm-hmm. because he was saying she did a bad job before. Right. Which is how she initially took it. It's like, no, now really let's push the limits and see what you're capable of so that you grow. Mm-hmm. And I felt like this was like another talk like that because he is telling Celine like, okay, first of all, do you even know what's in that envelope that you just took from Barack and willingly went to deliver? Right. And she's basically like, well, no, but I know it's something good and helpful, you know? Mm. And he's like, well, how do you know that? She's like, well, because it's Barack. And he's like, okay, but how do you actually know that? She's like, well, he's my friend. He's like, well, what do you really know about him? You work with him. You've Mm -hmm. known him in a work capacity for a long time, but you're just blindly trusting him. Mm -hmm. And he's challenging her to, like, open this envelope. 
Because as we know from last episode, they're actually compromising pictures of mm-hmm. Yildirim Bay. And Celine's like, I don't need to open it. Like, it's good. And he's like, or are you afraid of opening it? Because you're going to be proven wrong and your trust bubble is basically going to be burst. And I mean, it's a good question because yeah. it's like, well, if I do trust them, then what is the harm in me opening this and then further proving myself right and you wrong? Right. And um, and so I just really liked how – because that turned into like a whole thing, this whole mm-hmm. conversation with them and him, you know, saying like your work friends and your friends are like they're two different things, you know? Like, right. um. Would they like? Would they be your friend outside of work? Is this some like her her girls? Those are her friends because yes, mm-hmm. they're friends at work, but they also are. They have a close knit, um, a close knit friendship between the three of them, right? Outside of work that we see, you know. But he's pointing out that like, yeah, you could you could work with someone for years, but you don't really know him, right? And yet, so the same can be said for me, like. You don't really know me, but you know me in a work capacity. So why don't I get that same blind trust? You question me at every turn, mm-hmm. but you're not doing the same thing for Barack. And especially when he does something like, why would he send you to go drop off this letter when he's known this man his whole life? Like, right? His um, his dad has been friends with Yildirim Bay for a long time. Like, all this stuff. So he's like, it would just make more sense that he's known him longer and that he would be the one to deliver this, especially if it's something, quote, good and helpful that's right. a positive thing. Yeah. Um. So, you know, he just kind of points out that, like, there's a lot to question there. And you can tell she's thinking about it because she debates with herself pretty much all night about it. Yeah. Like, um, and doesn't wind up opening it, even right. when she, like, spills it. Yes, and she's like yes, and she's like blindly feeling around, yes. um, just to stuff everything back in the in the envelope, right? Um, and he's kind of watching from afar, like, "What are you doing, Celine? Like, come on, like, just yeah, like just open it, just mm-hmm. do it, yeah." But she doesn't end up doing it, yeah. So I really just appreciated that moment because I like that there's more than meets the eye to that. He's not just trying to, mm-hmm. he's not just trying to get under her skin, or you know. Um, even prove a point as her boss but just like these are things you need to think about and he's not he's not wrong like he's not wrong um so well and you you know we end up learning a little bit more about celine too Mm -hmm. because after they have that conversation that's when he burns his hand Mm -hmm. and she in helping him she uses some saint john's wort and Mm -hmm. then talks about how they oh they always used it on the farm for cows mm-hmm. we, it was kind of funny because he's like oh great so i'm a cow you're, you're giving <laughs> yeah. me a cow remedy because you think so highly of me uh but she just kind of explains oh no it's just something we commonly used mm-hmm. i didn't grow up with siblings my mom wasn't able to have uh carry to term until she had me yeah. so i was a lonely kid and the animals were always my family mm-hmm. and so she kind of also adds that everybody at work, all of her friends, they have really become her family because of how she grew up being yeah. the only child and feeling lonely. So I really feel like they're 
they are slowly able to get those layers peeled back on mm-hmm. each other. And we as the viewers are really starting to see that as well. Yeah. Because I feel like we're really getting these reveals at the same time that Celine and Demir are. Yeah. Which is actually kind of nice because mm-hmm. it's like we're we're all getting to know each other, <laughs> so to speak, at the same time. Yeah. It's not information that we had from the get-go that just Demir didn't. It's right. information that we didn't have either. Yeah. I like that. Or, you know, the opposite. It's a lean about Demir. Right. Um, right. Well, yeah. and kind of back to what you were saying about, about Demir, how he isn't just kind of a, you know um, – just a tough, hard mm-hmm. boss who's rude and terrible. I feel like every single episode we're getting to know that even more and how he really wants his employees to learn and to do well. And he's not – he's definitely not a boss to just, okay, well, you did this thing. You're out of here. Right. Or even just to throw around his weight because he is the boss. Like Right. He does, he, there is a method to his madness, so to speak. Right. And because at this point, several people have said to him, your team sucks, or this is all because of your team, mm-hmm. or this isn't even you. You're a good boss, but you're in this terrible company, and it's all because of the employees. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people are shifting the blame onto them, but Demir hasn't really gone to those he hasn't drawn those same conclusions mm-hmm. and he probably sees the issues in the company and with the employees, but mm-hmm. he clearly is one who would rather teach and push them to become better at what mm-hmm. they do and to fix their own mistakes rather than just saying, oh yeah, you guys are a lost cause, pack up your stuff and get out of here. Right. Yeah. Nope. And yeah, because even when he winds up con- confronting Barack because – um, I found this really interesting because at one point in my notes, I actually was like, when, when it's near the beginning of the episode, because it's when, um, uh, Alara is like, okay, dad, um, like, I'm going to go. That's it. Like here, she kind of laid out her terms. Like right. you will, you know, I want an orphanage, a women's shelter, all this stuff. But you're not going to use it for PR. Like, you're not right. just going to use it to make yourself look good. Like, look at what a philanthropist I am. Um, and she says, and in exchange, you'll get dinner twice a year with me. <laughs> like, not even yeah. like once a month. I was no. like, dang. I was She's like, offering the bare minimum. <laughs> the bare minimum. I was thinking, Laura, like, Gilmore could have sure used your negotiation skills. Because yeah, then she wouldn't have been stuck in Friday night dinner every single week. Yeah. Um, she would have been there for, like, Thanksgiving and Christmas and that's it. Because, yeah, she's like – that's it. You're not the one in the negotiating position here. Um, you know, so like take it or leave it. And he's like, okay, okay. Because at first he's like twice a year, that's it. And she's and yeah. she's like, you know, no dice. And he's like, okay, okay, okay. Like I would do anything just to have a little bit of time with you. So mm-hmm. yes, he like agrees. And she's like, okay, well then we can go over specifics later. Like I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. And as the camera pans away – Mm-hmm. I literally wrote down, like, Demir, please take that envelope. Like, please take that envelope. Yeah. Because it's just sitting on the desk right there and nobody's looking. Yeah. Um, and he's eyeing it. And he's eyeing it. And so I was like, just swipe it. Which we do find out later that is what he did. And not only mm-hmm. did he swipe it, he actually switched it out 
for a different envelope so it wouldn't even be an issue of like where's that envelope that they all you know dramatically wound up bringing in here because it's not something he's gonna forget about obviously right right. after the entrance that it made into his office um the dramatic entrance uh uh that we picked up on from last week so i liked that um i liked that it was like, okay, good. Because he's smart, you know, and he knew to question it because he's like, what the heck? I know this wasn't something I ordained. I know. Yep. And he, you know, him being, he knows, he already knows even before, um, even before it's all explained to him, he already knows better that it wasn't just something Celine put together. Right. And brought. Right. Um. Well, even when he confronts all three of the girls mm-hmm. and he's like, oh, because yeah. he's mad at first. And when he calls them all him? in, he yeah, said, what a terrible said, underhanded how, thing to do. Yes, like he said how many times last week, I'm working on it. I've got it handled. Yeah. Continue work, business as usual. And then they, yeah. none of them trusted him. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it it is understandable because he is the new guy. He's the new boss who's coming in and taking charge out of nowhere mm-hmm. and then disaster strikes who of course they're going to trust Barack. He's been around. It's his yeah. dad's company. Yeah. Why wouldn't they trust Barack? Yeah. Well, Celine but, was so desperate to make up for her mistake. Yes. That she's like, you know, I'll do anything. So yeah, if I can even get ahead of this to show him, look, I fixed it before you even had to finish fixing right. it. Mm-hmm. So I totally understood why she did it, but he doesn't know that. Demir right. just sees it as like, you just flat out didn't listen and undermined me. Right. And then he calls the girls in because the, they've seemingly gone in with mm-hmm. this terrible folder. And he ends up getting down to business and figuring out mm-hmm. that none of them knew what was in there. Nope. Thank goodness Marve. Yes. Actually tells him who did it because all I was thinking, I had thoughts of a classroom and a teacher calling in the the uh-huh. culprits uh-huh. when when you don't know who did something and then nobody says anything. <laughs> yep. And you might have your suspicions. Yeah, but Right, right. But I was glad that Merve actually said that it was Barack. Me because too. It was the truth, and they all were doing – the girls, like Celine mm-hmm. had said, were doing it to help support her. She was doing it to make up for the whole issue with Yildirim Bay. So it – I was thankful that Demir found out that they mm-hmm. didn't know and that they also were not the ones who came up with that whole idea. Right. Exactly. Um, so – yeah, and then that does wind up leading him to confronting Barack about it mm-hmm. and basically saying, like, you're not the one sitting in this chair anymore. You're mm-hmm. not the one sitting in the boss's chair. You're just a regular employee like the rest of them. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's not even trying to say it to be demeaning. And, like, again, it's I don't feel like it's even to throw his weight around. It's to say, like, right. look, this is the position I was put in. Yep. I am working my butt off to – get this company turned around and you're still acting like you have this kind of authority to do so right when you don't Mm -hmm. and um and it's undermining what i'm trying to do with the mm -hmm. company by you doing that you and you could have ruined everything yep well and he even again the subs are a little shaky but like (laughs) yeah he you know it sounded like he was basically saying i should have just let you quit before like right 
Yeah. You know, I'm not really one to do that, but it sounds like maybe that's what I should have done. So you need to do some serious thinking about mm-hmm. whether or not you're going to come back to this company or not. Yeah. Um, Like today's your day off. Take the rest of the day off. Think about it. And he also too, and I was like, oh, this is interesting because I'm like, is this boss Demir talking or is oh, I this – is this human Demir talking? Mm-hmm. Because he's like, and distance yourself from Celine. And well, like, and he confronted him about why would you do this to mm-hmm. Celine? Like, mm-hmm. how dare you do this to Celine when supposedly she's your friend and somebody yeah. that you care about? Mm-hmm. And I was really happy that he called him out on that because Barack mm-hmm. was acting like it wasn't that big of a deal. And well, of course, I would have her do it. It was she was the one who yeah ruined everything with Yildirim Bay in the first place. But Demir's like. Oh, so you shrugged off your own responsibility and mm-hmm. you decided to essentially send her in like a To the lion's den. Yep, yeah. exactly. Yeah. Yep. So I – but I love that because it was like, yeah, he's telling him to stay away from her. But it very well could just be from a employer, pers- you know, uh, perspective of like, mm-hmm. well, you're – this makes you a dangerous coworker to her. So, you mm-hmm. know, but – Obviously, we know it's more than that, too. Yes. Um, because even, like, when he wakes up the next morning after the whole um, – she wraps his hand and, all that, and it's, like, mysteriously mm-hmm. um, fixed. Yeah. Because <laughs> like, of her miracle method. Her miracle method. Like, there's not even a bird in sight anymore. And you can tell no. he's, he's like, he's a little bit um, intrigued. Isn't I mean, yes, he is intrigued, but – almost like mystified by it like he almost Mm -hmm. can't believe what he's seeing like but it's what he it's it's real yeah Um, and so it kind of made me think like okay like it just to me it it seemed like it's something that make that made him willing to be even a little more vulnerable towards her like Mm -hmm. um and yeah i just yeah it almost seemed like when she was applying it he when she was applying it the night before it almost seemed like he thought she was sabotaging him somehow <laughs> or like it was some kind of a trick right he seemed, he just seemed very distrustful mm-hmm. as she was doing it so to me him waking up and oh this actually worked it's mm-hmm. cured mm-hmm. she really did help me i thought was was good i definitely think he is falling first Yes, which I love. I live for. I live for it. (laughs) Me too. And I like – because often in shows like this, it's kind of a, oh, this is happening at the same time. Yeah. They're going for each other. And and in many ways, I do believe that is the case. Mm -hmm. But I think that Celine has farther to go because of her complicated relationship with Barack Mm -hmm. and how she's clearly had feelings for Barack for a long time. And then she's also definitely battling conflicting emotions when it comes to Demir because of the house situation. But then he's also being actually a fair boss and he's actually helped her with a lot of different things. So I feel like she just has longer – she has a farther trip to (laughs) to go through Uh than Demir necessarily. And I feel like his – at least his, in his expressions and mm-hmm. in different things that he's done, he is showcasing more 
of an interest or being affected by her. Yes. Like so far. The way he watches her so many times this episode. Yes. Like his eyes. You're like, yeah, you're looking at her. You're mm-hmm. really seeing her. Um, yeah. Yeah. And even last episode, pretty sure it was the last episode, uh, when when he's at dinner with Vidat and he's like, oh my gosh, she's all alone and somebody had just tried to break into the house. I need yes. to go back. I need to go find her and make sure she's okay. Uh-huh. That kind of that kind mm-hmm. of thing. Exactly. Like, okay, Demir, I see you've got mm-hmm. you've got Celine on the brain. Yeah. Obviously. Obviously. Um, so yeah. What do you think of um Alara? Let's talk about her a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> My opinion of her changed on a dime. Me too. With her treatment of Celine. The second yes! she started being a little snot to Celine, I was like, oh, okay, never mind. So this is you? Is this how you're going to be? Okay. Well, okay. <laughs> okay. And like it – I'm like, oh, what kind of – like – because up until – I mean, she was a pretty one-dimensional character last week where it's just like she's the daughter of someone who's, right. you know. And she could have very well easily been a throwaway character where once they made – struck the deal about the orphanage and all that, like she's gone. And we just know, you know, mm-hmm. from – um, we just know that, oh, now he and his daughter have dinners a couple times a year or whatever. Right. Clearly she's sticking around for at least a little bit longer than that. Right. Because she's having – um, it seems like she's now having them design the, like, orphanage and shelter and playground and garden and all that right. for this. Um, and so, which I guess makes sense because they're already doing a project. They're already now doing the hotel project that they got back. And since he's the one that's also financing her um, shelters, it would make sense that they'd also have um, Artim- Artimim yeah. um, do it as well. So mm-hmm. they're in this meeting – Demir gets called away mm-hmm. right after Celine shows up late. And the reason she's late is because Barack almost killed her. Yeah. Like, because he's losing he's having, his mind. He's like he's having a breakdown out. in uh-huh. the car as he's speeding like a maniac. And if there hadn't been still like 40 minutes left of the episode, I figured it was going to end on them crashing. And then that was going to be like the end of the episode. Right, right. But I was like, oh, no, it's still too early. Like, it, they're not going to crash because <laughs> they can't dramatically end on this yet. It's too early for a crash right oh. now. <laughs> How about no crashes? No, yeah. no crashes of cars or planes. Those no, have done. please those have done God. terribly oh for us gosh. in the past. So I can't deal with another crash. <laughs> so I mean, maybe if it's like right now at this point. Not, and it doesn't cause amnesia. Oh my gosh. Don't even let's not let even me, bring it into yeah, the listen, conversation because all I of can't. you who were like, <laughs> do hear your day said. If there is any amnesia in this show, I'm coming for each and every one of you. <laughs> If there, if we watch an episode of There's Amnesia, <laughs> we are deleting the podcast. <laughs> That's it. Goodbye forever. Um, oh so, yeah, it doesn't crash. She's scared, though, and she's like, and she finally I is like. I would be, too. Oh, I'd be completely. Like, You're, you need to <laughs> calm down mm-hmm. and get help mm-hmm. and let me out of this car. Yeah. So. <laughs> 
She does. She finally is like, pull over right now. I am getting out. And she gets out and she kind of is basically like, I don't know, like, what the hell is going on with you? But, you know, basically, like, you almost killed me back there. Right. And so she gets in a taxi and finishes heading to work. So Mm -hmm. she's late because of that. And she was taking care of the electrical issue at home. Yeah. Because she, you know, it was cut the night before, so she can't get in to do anything. So she's waiting for the electrical issue to get fixed, Mm -hmm. which I do love that she winds up saying something to him about it. Because Demure, he does say, like, don't be late again. And she's like, well, first of all, you left early. And second of all, next time then, you can take care of the broken electricity then. And mm-hmm. you can be the one who's late. And I was yeah. like, good good for you. Good for yeah. you. Um, so, yeah. So, Alara, like, she – I understand – like, at first I was like, okay, don't super judge her yet. Like, because, I mean, if someone came into a meeting late that was about me and something that I'm having built, done, whatever – and the person who walks in late starts asking me questions about something I've already covered. Sure. <laughs> I, I probably would also be like, well, we actually went over that before you came in here. Right. So, like, I don't have time to go over it again. Right. So, at first I was like, all right, don't get too judgy about that. Mm-hmm. Like, but then, so he's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay. And, you know, Mary like, I've got notes. I'll share them with you. So, then she starts giving input about the current subject and the gardens and how things, you know. She obviously has a plan and an idea mm-hmm. um, that's beneficial. Mm-hmm. And Alarda's like, stop interrupting me. Uh, I've got this. Like, she just is such – I don't remember exactly what she says, but she basically has no interest in even hearing what her idea might be. Yeah. The second she asked Celine, I'm sorry, what was your name? Mm-hmm. <laughs> with With the look on her face mm-hmm. and the tone of voice that she used, mm-hmm. I said – Nope. No, 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 no. No, thank you. That's enough for you. I had immediate flashbacks of people like Jada and Mm. Balja and some of these (laughs) lovely ladies that we've met previously. (laughs) Well, we needed some, I guess, because we've, yeah, the A, A, B, now we've got the ABCs of Uh (laughs) Alada, Balja, and Jada. Um, (laughs) Of uh, snarky women who mm-hmm. clearly have issues with other women. Yeah. Um. So this is this is heading in a direction where she's going to have more than just a business interest in Demir, right? Like that's where we're headed with this. Oh, very clearly. Because from the start, she was like giving him <laughs> vibes, the big eyes, and all that kind of thing. So. Absolutely. And I could even see how she's like, well, we have a shared bond over like bad relationships with our fathers. Like, (laughs) yeah. And like the fact that he kind of shared some stuff with her so far that he has not shared with even like Celine or anyone else yet. I mean, Mm -hmm. Vidat knows because Vidat lived it with him. But um, yeah. So yeah, I was like, oh, so that's where we're headed with her. Okay. She's very firmly now. Um, been labeled her purpose in this mm-hmm. show. Um, you know, and I can deal as long as, you know, she doesn't like rescue him from a plane crash and then pretend she's pregnant <laughs> with his child. Like, I think I'll be able to be fine with it. <laughs> I, I, with, with how she was acting towards Celine, I almost am predicting, I, I guess I am predicting. 
predicting. I'm I'm just interested. I'm curious mm-hmm. if there's going to be a situation or a scene where Demir sees her, sees Alara yeah. acting like a little jerk. When she thinks that Demir's not looking. Yeah, because she's sweet as pie to Demir. Mm-hmm. And, but it seems that with the rest of the team, not that she's necessarily rude, but mm-hmm. that she's very authoritative and mm-hmm. is very like, well, I... I did this all on my own and I came up with all this, so I need you to do your job now. Yeah. And then now she's clearly has a problem with Celine. Mm-hmm. So I just foresee that being an issue if Demir sees her acting that way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, it, it kind of reminds me of um, the evil boss in Blue Eyed Devil. Oh, Vanessa? Vanessa, yes. Uh, um, yes. She, and that's another book Ashley and I have both read. Mm-hmm. Um and this woman is a – she has it in for the heroine of the story. Uh-huh. But she's very gaslighty, very like – she Terrible. Yeah, very manipulative. She but singles only, her out with stuff. Yeah. Yes. Purposely misplaces things and then demands her to go look for it and act like she's the one who, you know, messed it up. Mm-hmm. But all the while, to the boss – She's like flirty and just, you know, does everything she can to paint. Yep. Does everything she can to paint the heroine in a bad light without actually sounding like a jerk. Where it's like, oh, yeah, you, you know, um, you know how you she's know, always taking calls at work. Uh-huh. Ha, ha, ha. You know how she's so scatterbrained and never can find the report I need, like that kind of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm like, ugh, I kind of, I kind of see that in the future where she's gonna try to paint Celine like she's messing up she's not you know caught she's not caught up or she you know doesn't have she's got way different ideas than the rest of us she's on her own page with this Mm -hmm. you know that kind of stuff um but yeah I would love love to see her just like dressing down Celine and being just completely awful Mm -hmm. and then and like yeah, and not realize. And then she turns around mm-hmm. and Demir's right there. And Demir is right there. And yeah. he's like, get the F out of my building. Like, <laughs> Yeah. I If if things continue, I I would definitely see that potentially happening. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which would then make, wor- make it worth going through whatever we're about to deal with with her mm-hmm. for the next at least episode or two. Um, yeah. Seriously. So... Um, what else? Oh, how about our magic handyman? Uh, oh, Muhadam. Mu- yes, Muhadam. First of all, he gets a little flirty with the woman who knocks him out. Uh, yeah. <laughs> He's like, <laughs> and he knows. He knows that, like, that's who knocked him out. Uh-huh. But he's like, here's my number anyways, Layla. Like, <laughs> uh-huh. Yeah. So clearly we got a little side romance going there, but... I I loved because remember last week when I was like yeah okay yes go okay go ahead go ahead Thailand yes we yes. gotta talk about Thailand yes so at the beginning uh, everybody's been kicked out of Yildirim Bay's office except for Demir and Alada and they do their thing but meanwhile everybody else is uh, really trying to backtrack and figure out how on earth they're gonna get that mm-hmm. envelope back from the office so they um. It's like Burak and I don't remember who who else is kind of – it was him, Bora, and Fer, Feru? 
at least the three of them. It might have even been the other two girls, too, when they're all up on the roof trying to figure out. Okay. Yeah. And then that's when he's like, yes, and he does. He has like an aha moment where he's like, oh, duh, our inn is Thailand. Thailand. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So they realize that he disappeared and they Mm -hmm. don't know where Thailand is. So they call and he doesn't answer (laughs) and they end up calling Magic Mustache Man and he's like, oh, don't worry. Thailand is with me. And they're so like, where are you? They say, cool, where are you? What do you mean you're at the hospital? What hospital are you at? And I was and- like, yes! <laughs> Ashley was right! Like- <laughs> and as we pan to the next scene, <laughs> Muadam <laughs> Bay is reading from what seems like an etiquette book for yes. young men. I spent way too much time trying to find this book last night. <laughs> I even like Did reached, you find it? I reached or out on Twitter. I reached out on Twitter and I was like, listen, Harry Day Centers, like, I need your help. And it was funny because a few of them were like, This is this is what we're used to. Like, yes. And <laughs> like the research and the this. And I was like, I know, listen, I swore I wasn't gonna really do that for this DZ, but apparently it's like in my DNA. I have to. So a few people wrote back and um it seems like what happened was it's like probably based on a book that exists. I could not find that exact cover. Okay. And so I I would guess it has something to do with um either copyright issues because I know I don't I don't know specific details, but I do remember someone asking in our Facebook group a while ago who was watching Harry Day Sen at the time. Mm-hmm. They were trying to find a quote that like Demir had read in in an episode. It's somewhere in the teens. And they're like, I can't find that quote from this book anywhere. Like, this is the book he was reading, but I can't find that quote. And it was um, MH Musings, actually, who was like, oh, I actually know the answer to this. They couldn't get permission, basically, to use quotes from this book in a time. So they made up their own quote. So while he's reading the book, and I can't remember what book it is, but like Catcher in the Rye or something like that. Okay. But the quote that he reads out loud or that you at least hear him read in his head doesn't actually exist in the book. But it served the purpose that the the writers wanted to serve for whatever the scene was. And so I was almost wondering if that's like what's happening here Mm -hmm. is it's not a like real book maybe. Yeah. Um, But there are quite a few of these etiquette books like um, there are – but they don't don't look quite the same. So um, it – it was interesting. I got – people sent me a few different ones, but none of them quite matched that. So basically we've decided like he's reading from an etiquette book. Um, one's like an ed- – the closest one looks like it's one from – it says uh, Kuran Keremde and then it's Adab E Muasheret, which is Adab, uh, Adab E Muasheret is the name of this book he's reading from. Okay. The first part's not there though. So I almost wonder if he – they think maybe he's – quote reading from it but really just apply like he's pretending to read from it but really he's making up his own like etiquette rules right going by what he did to celine exactly exactly like when a woman yeah says no thank you you say thanks and you walk away you don't (laughs) and i love that he's in head-to-toe bandages 
Yes. And he's like, get it? And they're like, he's like, like a like a quote friendly slap on the shoulder uh-huh. and all that. Yeah. <laughs> Patting his thigh. Yes. Like, it's so good. Don't worry. You'll remember all this stuff, buddy old <sighs> pal. <laughs> well, then the gentlemen come in uh-huh. and they see that Tylon is in this condition. And uh, they, at first, Brock is kind of freaking out because he realizes there's no way we can get into the building because of this. What on earth did you do? What happened? And yeah, so and he, I I started to get mad because I was like, yeah, um, okay, you know what he did to your friend that was made mm-hmm. obvious last episode, mm-hmm. and you're like, okay, don't be too mean to him or he's not going to help us. And I'm like, that's seriously still more important to you than the right. fact that he like assaulted your friend, like, right? I mean, he turns it around pretty quickly, but well, because once he says something about how are we going to get in. And Magic Mustache Man produces a key card and mm-hmm. says, here's how. And the second he does that, then Brock is like, oh, uh-huh. all righty. Well, Tylon, my friend, wonderful. Pat, man. Pat, Pat. <laughs> <laughs> and they end up kind of explaining without explaining mm-hmm. to the other guys why Tylon is in this state. Yeah. Why this would happen to him in the first place. And yeah. they all <laughs> they yeah. all have a good time. Nobody um, feels bad. Giving him mm-hmm. lovely pats. Yeah. Nobody feels bad for him. Although it was all a moot point because Demir is, you know, 15 steps ahead of them and has already retrieved the envelope. We just mm-hmm. – that wasn't revealed yet. But when he does – he being Brock, when he goes, he can't find the envelope anywhere. So, of course, he's right. further freaking out, all this mm-hmm. stuff. Um, yeah. So, yes, I was very glad that not only did Tylon get his just desserts, but we got to see it. Like, yes. the, at least the um, the finished product of him getting yeah. his yeah. Oh, from our magic mustache man. So, uh, loved that. Um, what else happens that is worth chatting about i did say we we did get once the hotel project is like officially saved like we Mm -hmm. know for sure and demir has like secured that i said he gets an angry babe walk because he walks in the door at the company yeah but it's not like fun going (laughs) um but it's a babe walk it is a babe walk yes yes (laughs) i I like that more than angry babe walk Uh (laughs) um so I love that. Um, and the whole, I mean, like, go ahead. No, I, I just thought of the the whole happy pie thing. So I might <gasps> yeah. need some listeners to explain to me. Same. Because. I'm still confused. Does, I, does Ida own happy pie? And yeah. the guy who was um, running it was her employee. And then he bailed this episode. Right. Because so she's like. Asmie was like, I'll work here. I was. The whole happy pie thing in the yeah. first place has been a little confusing. I Agreed. thought it was just the neighborhood place where they really liked to hang out. Me or, too. Or they were BFFs with the owner guy. Right. Um, but when she uses the van to like deliver the cat hotel stuff, I was like, okay, well, she clearly has access to that. And Celine <sighs> mentioned more than once this episode, I does, like calling it I does. Yeah. So I was like, okay, so does Ida work at Artemim and also owns Happy Pie? Yeah, it, it's so unclear. Because Osmie basically asks 
Ida for a job. Yeah, because she's like, well, if you're shorthanded, like, because this poor waiter doesn't really know how to, like, he's just running around like a chicken with his head cut off and he doesn't know how to, like, really interact with the customers to help them find the dessert. People are walking out. Yeah. Yeah. And so she's like, well, I can work here at nights, basically like after work, you know, at the office. So you would just need to find coverage for mornings. Like, yeah, it's so unclear because, yeah, and we've been confused about that since day one because we're like, uh, remember Mm -hmm. when they were like decorating the tables? And so we're like, wait, are they just being nice and helping him? Like, yeah, I'm so confused by that. Um, Yeah. So I I don't know. So that's my guess is that she owns Happy Pie. Okay. And and someone else managed it. I was runs running it. it. He mm-hmm. yeah, and he bailed, just walked out. He needed like a mental health day. There, uh-huh. I guess. Yeah. That's what it sounded like that he was just like like he needed a mental health day, which hey, that's all great, but you still need to like <laughs> let your boss know. Yeah. <laughs> or make like yeah, just let them know so that they don't just have only one server on staff um right. trying to help all these people. Yeah. So mm-hmm. um yeah, that, yeah. If you guys want to fill in the blanks for us on that. Yeah, seriously. Because I don't really see how that could be anything. been super clear. No, and I don't see how that would be super spoilery, spoilery just to have that clarified for us. So, no. Um, yeah. No. So, yeah, help us out with that because I think that would help clarify some other things for us. Mm-hmm. Um, because, like, like we've mentioned, like Ida winds up borrowing the van because she's, you know, of course, Ebo calls her the night before. And is like, hey, the stuff came in for the cat hotel. Mm-hmm. And she's like, oh, I'll send a car in the morning then to pick it up so it can get delivered to, you know, the company or whatever. But, of course, they're chatting on FaceTime. He's mm-hmm. showing her all the, you know, animals that are there overnight still for treatment or whatever. <laughs> I just thought that was really cute. They <laughs> That he – I mean, he's just adorable. He is but, adorable, and and the fact that he was like, "Do you want to see? Do you want to see the animals? Like, uh-huh. do you want to see the dogs?" Because give me a break. If if I were talking to some veterinarian mm-hmm. and he was like, "Yeah, everybody's doing great. You want to see them?" I'd be like, "Yes, yes, yes I do. Show me all the animals." <laughs> so they do that, and um, so of course she, what she winds up doing is not hiring a like somebody to deliver it she's doing it herself because she wanted to see him uh-huh and she even brings stuff from happy pie yes um along with the happy pie van but he is a little bit it's funny because he's just more like he's not really seeing it for what it is at first mm-hmm. poor guy's not a morning person needs his coffee and so he almost brushes her off like and he's that's not really what his intention is but it's just more like right hey, like, okay, well, then let's get this stuff loaded and this and that. And then she's like, oh, okay, fine. Like, let me just get this loaded, sir. Like, right, you know, and he's like, wait, 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 wait. Clearly I upset you. That was not my goal. Like, what just happened here? And it 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 kind of slowly dawns on him like, oh, she did this just so she, like, she could come see me. That's why she didn't actually hire someone to do it, you know, and. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, that was, I, <laughs> that, it reminded me of. I sent you a thread recently, mm-hmm. uh, or it, it was a tweet, and then all the replies were basically just stories of other clueless guys. Oh, where a girl yes. was obviously clearly flirting with him. Usually, it was when they were teenagers, uh-huh. <laughs> and a girl would say something and be super obvious that she liked him, and then they'd be like, "Okay, cool, see you later," uh-huh. <laughs> and like not even realize until twenty years later. 
Yeah, oh. and then it still haunts them to this day. <laughs> oh, I loved it. Yes, this very well could have been one of those moments. But yeah, he is like, wait, wait, let's figure this out right here. This is not what I meant. Yeah. And Thankfully, then they- Ebo woke up. Yes. And so they sit down and enjoy the coffee and sweets that she brought before just getting down to the business of getting the stuff loaded and yeah. you know, driven over to the company. So, um, which then Celine winds up teasing her about later because she's like, oh, Ebo didn't call and tell me any of that stuff was done. Like, that's something you uh-huh. normally call me about. And, and yeah, so she basically calls Ida out for not in any bad way. She's just teasing. Yes. Because I love that Ida's trying to play it cool. And then she's like, okay, fine, I'll drop it. But just one more thing. Should I get a dress for a spring or a summer wedding? (laughs) (laughs) And then Mervyn comes up and she's like, oh, guess what? Ida and Ebo. And they all start laughing. And it's it was really cute. It's those those really fun kind of friend moments that you only get with the really close friends. Yes. And ones that you can totally relate to. Like, yeah. 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 Um, and yeah. And then we've got Merve and Borda who basically had asked her, okay, can we just start over? Because they're sne- mm-hmm. kind of sneaking around near more the beginnings of the episode. And she's kind of like, wait, no, like, I can't even keep my own word to myself. I didn't stay vegan when I declared I was being vegan. I said I wasn't mm-hmm. going to sneak around with you. Like, and that's what we're doing. And it's childish. Like, no, I need to stick to my guns. Yeah. And so he's basically like, okay, listen, can we start over? Can we not be exes? Can we not be arguing mm-hmm. lovers? Can we not be fiancés? Like, can we just start over? Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's kind of where they're at. And well, then he, the next day, he uh, he's like, hey, do you want to go see this show? I'm assuming it's a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's in kind of an early showing. So they would have to get out of work early. And this also happens to line up with Demir needing Merve to go to Vedat to get yes. some information and quotes and stuff for this whole project. So in order for Merve to be able to slack off with it, mm-hmm. Borov decides to make up this whole thing that she has a heart condition mm-hmm. and she has to go to the doctor, but everything's going to be fine. The doctor said not to worry. That you just have to go to an appointment later. Mm-hmm. And it's this whole huge elaborate lie. And Merve is just sitting there looking absolutely mortified. Mm-hmm. But she lets him say all this stuff. And, of course, the girls are worried Concerned. for their friend. Yeah. yeah. So later, as they're headed to this movie, <laughs> Merve is like, I feel sick. I can't believe this. You made every single lie be true by making this whole story up. Yep. And she just gets really upset. And justifiably. I and say, I don't blame her. Like, she literally just said, like, I don't want to sneak around. I don't want that. And then, like, she kind of went along with this lie. And but the guilt consumes her before they can even get very far. Right. Um, and so, yeah, like you said, she's like, now I really am having like heart palpitations and issues because I feel mm-hmm. so horrible about this. And um, and yeah, so she basically is having a panic attack about right. it. And so I'm like, Bora, you messed up, dude. You messed up. No, um, seriously. Like, why didn't you just get tickets for a later showing? <laughs> yeah besides an evening movie date is way more romantic mm-hmm. um anyhow but yeah. so yeah i was like uh-oh i have a feeling we're gonna have a mix-up with who Merve really is when it comes to vidat and then yeah that's exactly okay, what need happened to talk about that. okay yeah because i mean 
we <laughs> knew from the start that Vedat was going to love Celine. Yes. He doesn't even – he hadn't even met her and he was like, I prefer Celine. Uh-huh. He already <laughs> to knows. To Demir. Mm-hmm. So we knew that when they met eventually – They would they hit would it off. Catch – yes. Absolutely. So – I loved their whole little interaction and how they were pretty much immediately buddies. Yeah. And he was impressed with her and was like – I. he just ha- – he has good taste. Yes. They both clearly have good taste because Vedat is obviously a very good friend. Right. And Celine is going to be the perfect thing to shake up Demir's little world. Mm-hmm. So I just really loved their whole interaction, her getting the kite, them chatting so Yeah, easily. and he like, no, he he recognizes the area she's from because he's been there before, which isn't mm-hmm. common. Most people aren't um, very familiar with it. Now, do you get the vibe there's going to be – I don't – I think if it does, it's going to be quickly like corrected and I don't think it's going to get to a point where it's like a any sort of a love triangle. But – because he's like, oh, yeah, you came from you came from Artemis. You must be Merve. Like, Demir said you were coming. But then she gets that emergency phone call about mm-hmm. the real Merve's panic attack. And she has to go. So she's like, here's the info. I'm so sorry. I have to go. There's an emergency. So she never corrects him mm-hmm. about what her name is. Right. So I'm like, so now he doesn't know that Celine yet. So mm-hmm. I could totally see him being like, oh, my gosh. Like, what a sweet, like, adorable girl. Like, you didn't, did you get that vibe? Because I got that vibe. Like, he's going to be like, oh, yeah, that Meredith, she's so interesting and I like her. And Demir's going to be like, oh, really? Cool. Like, awesome. And, like, then mm. it's going to be like, there's Meredith. Like, <laughs> and, and that, like, it might I be mean, some jealousy of, like, oh, uh, no, that's Celine. I, like, do you get what I'm trying to say? Like, I, d- I do get, I do get what you're trying to say. I'm hoping that doesn't happen. I Me too. Want, I want Demir to have a couple of jealous moments. Mm-hmm. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. We need every, those. We need Every them. DZ needs a drain the pool moment, okay? Mm-hmm. But I feel like him, Vidat being his best friend, would complicate it. Right. To more of a drama aspect than sure. rom-com. I almost foresee... It being Vedat kind of going, boy, that Merve, she's she's great, huh? Are, are you sure you're not interested in anyone from work kind of a mm-hmm. thing? And and more of like a okay. friendly, brotherly type okay. vibe of, okay. for, for Vedat towards Celine. Okay. Even though he thinks she's Merve. Merve right now. Um, okay. Yeah. Because I, I see what you mean because he kind of makes a comment after she leaves mm-hmm. like oh she came in like a whirlwind and she left like, like i don't know yes, exactly yeah. what he says but it's something like that yeah but it didn't seem well and even when he caught her it wasn't obviously like the long drawn out like staring right. into each other's eyes it was be cute but it she would still... actually be in real life like <laughs> oh <laughs> like where even he kind of falls to the ground yes. too when, when she topples on top of him just awkward and funny <laughs> yes so I, yeah i where I was like, okay, they definitely didn't try to make that a thing where he's like, oh, look at this beautiful creature I just caught. Right, right, right. But they very much hit it off. And so I was kind of like, okay, I wonder if they're going to play with that a little bit. Mm-hmm. And maybe when Vedat's like describing this really awesome person that is sure. Merve and like, 
oh, may, like maybe I'll ask her out. Not right. that Merve is really available for that either. But um, and then when maybe Demir being like, all right, go for it. You guys don't work. To, you guys don't actually work together. You know, once this job's right. over, like, sure, if you want to. And then when he's like, there she is. Isn't she adorable? And it's Celine. <laughs> and then Demir being like, uh, that's not Merve. <laughs> and then maybe having that possessive kind of like mm-hmm. and Vidot being like, oh, but and Vidot seeing right through it, of course, because he's his best friend. And then right. immediately will back off from any idea of that. Like, right. so I don't feel like it would even become like a real true like right well maybe maybe it is something to that effect but more vedat kind of just talking about oh she she impressed me so much and yes and oh she's from this town and and maybe gushing a little mm-hmm. not necessarily in a romantic way but okay but just gushing about her yeah. in general but and then, demir takes it <laughs> right or demir's like oh you have all that to say oh you're talking about celine like <laughs> and and maybe it kind of i i, I don't know yeah because obviously that's going to be something. It's going to be a revisit. thing. There's a there's a very specific reason she did not correct him and go, oh, no, actually, yes. I'm Celine. Which I wouldn't have minded either because then he would have immediately been like, oh, you're Celine. Yes, like, that's what I was expecting. Uh-huh. So clearly something is going to play out with this or that would have happened in this episode. Mm-hmm. He She would have just corrected it and him go like, oh, mm-hmm. And then still been – working his magic behind the scenes probably to try to make them happen because yes. we already know he's team Celine. So Right. It's funny because as they were talking and as she said where she grew up, mm-hmm. I almost was like, is he about to say he grew up there uh-huh. too? Uh-huh. What if they <laughs> knew each other as kids? Uh-huh. <laughs> but he didn't. So I was yeah. like, okay, well. <laughs> yeah. Well, there goes that theory. They I guess. know each other as kids. Nope. <laughs> uh, but yeah. So – what was another thing? Oh, another thing I wanted to bring up because I was like, okay. When Demir and Celine kind of start having that war about what that storage room's going to be because he, mm. again, just has all of her stuff moved out into the front yard. <laughs> yes. I'm like, listen, you turd. Um, and he's like, I'm turning it into well, an office. Well, they did it to each other. They keep true. doing it to each That's other. That's true. She, Yes, she does the same thing. Yeah. Um, yeah and her and, goat eats his sweater, so. <laughs> yes, but she gave him a new one. She did. She did. <laughs> Which, okay, when they were shopping and they're in the, the pie cafe later uh-huh. and they're going through and she's like, oh, why do you have this men's shirt? Uh-huh. And she's like, oh, that's for my dad. So I was like, okay, well, there goes my dead dad theory because she wouldn't say it's for her dad. Unless if- the girls don't know that her dad is gone. Yeah, I guess so. But I just sort of feel like that's something they would know if they're that close. But you're right. Maybe that's not something that they've shared because maybe they only met at work and haven't known each other since they were kids. Um, maybe, maybe. Yeah. Being devil's so, advocate. Or yeah. maybe she does still have a dad. <laughs> I mean, we haven't heard anything about him yet, but. Right. Um, right. yeah. So. But it's, ob- it's clearly not for. No. Bubba. Because then she gives Demir. it to Demir. And you can tell mm-hmm. he actually likes it. Because at first he's like, that wasn't necessary. It's fine. But then he's like, oh, okay. Like, well, <laughs> yeah. thank you. Like, so it's clearly something and that he will wear, which I hope we see him wear it soon. Mm-hmm. And I hope we see him wear it like after the fit of like a jealous moment and then he like wears it the next day and he and when people comment he's like, thanks, Celine got it for me. Or is that like just something where it makes him like uh-huh. <laughs> oh, to be like, mm-hmm, yeah. So um, anyways, but when they're bickering about that, mm-hmm. 
And he's like, well, I'm going to paint. And she's like, well, I was going to put – I really wanted to put wallpaper up in this room. Like, that's the mm-hmm. idea I had for it. The next morning when she's trying to turn lights on, I thought it was going to be like he magically wallpapered the room for her. Because oh. the room – and I don't think it's, – it's clearly not the same room. But I didn't know that. But the room she's trying to, like, turn the light on in where she's like, oh, the electricity's clearly out. Mm-hmm. Um, it looks like it's a wallpapered room. So mm. I was kind of like, oh, like – the electricity is going to turn on and she's going to see that he wallpapered it for her because she magically fixed his hand. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's not what happened. It Maybe was. it'll happen in a few episodes. Maybe. I don't know that it would happen now. True. So quickly. True. Maybe in a few episodes though. But yeah, I was like, oh, I was way wrong about that because it just turned into she had to wait uh, around for the electricity to be fixed only to be late for work and then for it to be like, oh. Whole disaster to backfire on her. <laughs> yeah, but they do bicker in the kitchen a little bit later that night after bickering about the office because she's like, "Well, you're in the you're in this thing that's going to be your office. I'm going to be in the kitchen." And he's like, "I'm in the kitchen." She's like, "Well, I guess we have to work around each other." So of course, mm-hmm. they can't work around each other in the kitchen. They have to be brushing shoulders and uh-huh. all this stuff. And she's cooking something unhealthy. He's cooking something healthy, and she's like, "Well, at least mine has flavor." And he's like, well, "At least mine doesn't have all that oil in it." Um, and then and she steals his parsley that he's been so <laughs> delicately taking the leaves off of. I'm like, bro, you're really gonna take that long to take off every little leaf of your parsley? I know, just I chop know. It up. I know people who do that with their cilantro too, and I'm like, dude, just chop it up stem and all. Who cares? Yeah, no way. Um, I just chop it. I mean, I chop Ain't the ends of the stems, but uh-uh, nobody's got time no. for that. Well, Demir does. So, <laughs> but they're kind of talking about, um. And because he's talking about other stuff he's going to do in the house. Right. And she's like, oh, bruh. She's, one particular design, she's like, ugh, that sounds terrible. And he's like, it sounds like you've only seen like the 90s, the 1990s, um, like, iterations of that. He's like, uh-huh. you need to look up the architect Hiroshi Nakamura. Nakamura? <laughs> um, Nakamura. Thank you. So, of course, I looked up this guy's mm-hmm. optical glass house. And it's beautiful. Like, it's this giant building in Hiroshima. So, Google Google the optical glass house in Hiroshima, you guys, if you haven't already. I because haven't, so I need to. You do. You need to. Because that's what he's talking about, modeling something after in the house. And it's it's gorgeous. It's absolutely gorgeous. So, I just wanted to point that out Um, because I was like, all right, they're specifically mentioning that name and that type of design for a reason. So I'm going to look up what he's talking about. Nice. Um, But yeah, what else? Is there anything? I mean, I'm sure there's other stuff, but is there anything else worth mentioning? I know. Um, I feel like we hit a lot or all of it. Yeah. I, I'm like racking my brain. I do like that we're getting to know Osmie a little bit better. She's really funny to me. She is. She, yeah. So, I just like her little character, just how, how she well, – her personality is. Yeah. And, <laughs> and I feel like she's clearly going to become – she got she got more of a um, fleshed out role this episode. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. I, I would like to see her as more of part of the gang. Um, mm-hmm. because yeah her little quick wit and well and her comment about how she's really good as a matchmaker mm-hmm. but not she can't match herself is yes. so i was thinking okay we're gonna see something with this uh-huh. and um obviously she has a future storyline that is gonna well do you think it's out. with what's his name because <laughs> when she spills the hot 
coffee. Oh my gosh, with Feru, that was yes. hilarious. <laughs> it was so awkward because it was so <laughs> awkward. Oh my gosh. That was so funny. That oh, was so man. funny because she's like, "We if it's burning, we have to get yeah, it off. Get so your clothes can- off. We have to. And he's like and covering his chest. It. And then <laughs> he's all mortified like, and scandalized oh, because he's st- he still had a tank top he on. He still had it. Yeah. I was like, he still had a shirt on. So it wasn't, funny. he wasn't even bare chested. Oh my gosh. Um, I mean, maybe, maybe that'll, maybe they'll end up being a couple. Like panic. But she like, kind of started laughing and then she leaves. <laughs> So I wasn't sure if that if that means what wedding bells will be ringing. right, or if that was just meant She's to be. She's just laughing at him. Yeah, something <laughs> funny. Uh, so yeah, I would like to see more with her. Yeah, because I think even I like how she uses the phrase like you know the tailor who makes beautiful clothes for everyone but can't sew a dress for herself. Right, like, right. So I was like, okay, here we go. Always the bridesmaid, never the bride. Yep. Um. Then I yeah I really think. I really think that was um, mostly it because, um, let's see. Yeah, what's, I feel what's like the final scene. I already forgot, and I just oh, watched it. Because, oh, oh, that's okay. right. They're in Happy Pie. They're wanting to get back onto Operation Cheetah. Although I will say, Celine is a little hesitant, even she though is. she's the one who created it. She's like, look, like. I know we've all – and she's not saying she wants to let it – she's more like let's put a pin in it. Like, mm-hmm. you know, I think we need to focus on being good workers because we've done nothing but cause more chaos. And our whole right. point of getting rid of him is so that, like, we want good for the company. But really, he's the one that keeps saving it so far. Mm-hmm. So, like, maybe we need to rethink this yeah. and just focus on being good workers and doing what we know. And then they're like, well, you're the one who thought of this and – don't you want him right. gone? And, you know, and she's like, well, yeah, I but. I do, but maybe we should prioritize working hard and mm-hmm. trying to get the company back on track. And Ebo, bless his heart, had gone to pick up Ida from yes. the company. So he calls and he's it's like, hey, I'm here. I'm ready to pick you up. And she explains, oh, we're over at Happy Pie. Come mm-hmm. on over here. And he and Demir are buddies now. So Demir yes. comes out and Ebo says, oh, dude, everyone's a happy pie. Why don't you come along? Because, you know, everybody likes to invite the boss out when they're hanging out but outside he's just, of work. He's just being sweet, Ebo, inviting his new friend because they bonded about motorcycles mm-hmm. a couple episodes ago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So sweet Ebo invites Demir. And Demir walks in and he sees their lovely little whiteboard that says Operation Cheetah. <laughs> yep. And he's like, Operation Cheetah? And the girls, the uh, Ida yeah, they, and Mervey, like jump in front of it and being so obvious. <laughs> super obvious. So, um, yeah. But bef- just before that, when they're trying to, because of course, part of it's trying to come up with this like impossible oh, to please client. Yes. Um, for That's him right. and at first i thought they were just gonna like make one up and then just like only deal with him over the phone because it would just be a combination of all of them um but he gets barack gets a threatening text from mama mafia which uh-huh. she's appeared a few times in this episode she's 
she's inserting herself more and more because she winds she, in the beginning of the episode she yep. just happens to be sitting at the table next to them in the cafe and worms her way into a conversation with the girls which makes mm-hmm. Barack very uneasy because he knows who she is yep she's even given her card to Celine like I'm a fixer like if you ever need my help like call me mm-hmm. and then um she, she knew that Barack was trying to quit uh-huh. that he had a conversation with Demir. So yep. he freaks out about that. Yep. And she's like, sorry, your time isn't up at the company yet. So you better nope. go apologize to your boss and make nice so that you can launder our $2 million. Yep. Which he does. He goes and apologizes to Demir and, mm-hmm. you know, quote, kind of humbles himself, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um. So now we're at the cafe and she's basically like – she sends him this text. She's like, tick, tock, tick, tock. Like, because she's like, both your parents are still alive. Like, <laughs> it's like <laughs> – isn't that super lucky of you to have two parents who haven't been murdered and she's like god willing they live long happy lives (laughs) like and he's like are you threatening like damn woman she's like no no brock you're crazy oh my god why on earth would you i don't ever threaten anyone but she's like very vaguely threatening him through a text message and but he's like, oh, I know the perfect person to be a super difficult client. Yeah, because it'll. I already have to deal with her as it is. Might as well get some use out of her. Yeah, because the easier she makes it on this operation, the easier it is for me to launder the money. So she's got a stake in this too. Yeah. So he's like, hey, I actually have a proposition for you. We need to meet, and so mm-hmm. that's kind of left in the air for what I assume will happen in episode five. Um, right, so it looks right. like we're headed towards her being the problem client. Mm-hmm. But first we need to explain away what Operation Cheetah is that yeah. makes Demir not suspicious. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's where we leave off is mm-hmm. um, hanging out there. Um, yep. So, so it was a good episode. Yes, it was. It was a good episode. I'm, I'm getting excited because now it's like, all right, we're four episodes in. Mm-hmm. I feel like – we're going to be headed into the territory now where they are developing more of, like, a personal relationship outside of just, like, bickering with work in the house. Like, where yeah. they're, you know, he, like, like, like you already said, Demir kind of learned a piece about her. So maybe that'll open up an opportunity for him to share a little bit about his life growing up and his family. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we'll start to see like those little nuggets develop so that we can lead to like these little jealous moments and possessive kind of kind of stuff. So um I I'm excited for that. Yeah. So, um yeah. So I think I think that's it. Um thank you guys as always for joining mm-hmm. us. I hope you enjoyed um enjoyed our kind of chaotic <laughs> bouncing around um it's just more fun it was kind of it's just been fun for us to kind of change up yeah the format of how we discuss these episodes um yeah. and so it doesn't feel so monotonous so mm-hmm. um this season sort of feels like a little bit of um a what's the word i want to look for not trial or testing even but we're just we ashley and i've kind of talked about like it would be fun if like the two of us watched an episode together and then like immediately record like no notes no Mm -hmm. like that just like watch the episode start to finish without stopping to write anything down and then just like immediately discussing 
like our right after right after like our thoughts kind of like what we would do sometimes with live episodes mm-hmm. um yeah in the past but obviously that we did in the ek days yeah. yeah so um we're talking about maybe trying an episode that way um or even recording an episode while we watch an episode yes like our uh, actual like, our like live, live thoughts uh-huh yeah um so yeah so we might have some different ways of bringing episodes to you and we hope you're up for it if we did that if we did that it would probably end up being three hours long because (laughs) well it would be two and a half of just watching yeah yeah because we'd probably pause and be like okay here's a theory on that the Uh thing that just happened (laughs) oh my gosh can you imagine that would be (laughs) it would be such a long episode Uh uh-huh so yeah so we're trying out different like formats and ways of discussing the episodes because we kind of have we kind of have that freedom and liberty right now because we're being able to do it at our own pace without having to keep up with live airings and things so um oh and maybe there are certain episodes that you guys think we should do a certain way yes maybe there are certain episodes for those who have seen the Mm -hmm. the series maybe you've seen it multiple times maybe oh sorry jeez (laughs) <laughs> me ashley's excited my hands ashley's so excited I hands hit my just hit the mic <laughs> i can't not talk with my hands oh I'm yeah sorry. same i um, have to twirl i'm always moving in the chair yeah. the whole time we're recording yeah but maybe there's an episode where you are thinking oh i would love to see them or hear them watch this whole episode mm-hmm. from start to finish or oh i would love to hear what they think immediately like, after right away like yeah watch yeah. this and then record yeah if you guys obviously again don't spoil and be like this is the episode where this happens so oh we want to hear gosh, that yeah but if you're like hey episode 16 would be really great for you guys to just sit and watch it all the way through and then just immediately mm-hmm. your first reactions and feelings yes. about it um yeah so if you guys have thoughts and opinions about episodes you think those sorts of formats would work for yeah um definitely Probably the best way would be to email us just because Mm. our mentions and DMs, they can kind of get lost. So I don't see every single mention. I don't see every single Instagram comment. I don't see every single um, direct message right away. Um, So if you guys have some thoughts about certain episodes that you think there'd be a better recording format for, send us an email, um, dizzy4dzpodcast at gmail.com. Also, our mm-hmm. email address will be at the bottom of the episode notes. You can just – I think you can just click on it. Um, yeah. And it'll open up an email for you to send to us. So, yeah, definitely we want to um, take advantage of the fact that there are a lot of you out there who have seen and love this series and know it mm-hmm. better than we do. Um, so definitely if you have some thoughts about that, please reach out. So um, thank you to those of you who helped me on Twitter yesterday. Thank you to Yesenia for letting me direct message and ask you questions um, because she's always available for that. And she also is the one who sends us bonus scenes, like for ones where there are extra oh, internet scenes that didn't make you, it to, um, to the airing. I think the next one's not to like episode eight though. Okay. Um, but she has them and she's like, I'll send them to you guys as you're like going to watch those episodes so you can have those to discuss too. Um, so just thank you all. We love and appreciate you. And um, just like always, uh, everything you probably need access to is in the episode notes. Um, and please rate, review, subscribe on whatever platform you're listening on. It helps the podcast. It helps people find us. And we super duper appreciate it. And mm-hmm. we are eternally grateful when you do that. So thank you all. And um, until next time with volume five. Good to do's. Post to call. Bye.